Bob, Susie wanted to send my best. So I love you. Right Give my love to Susie. That's another you. one. I want her, you to know that I'm in love with her. <laughs> I love you, Bob Saget. I love you, Rich Eisen. This is the Rich Eisen Show. Jackpot, baby! Let's go to Cincinnati! And the Steelers are headed for playoff land. The Indianapolis Colts, who were thinking about the playoffs, that is over now. The Jags win this thing 26-11. to Today's guests, host of Peacock's Pro Football Talk, Mike Florio. Actor Joe Manganiello. Plus, your phone calls and more. And now, it's Rich Eisen. Our number two of the Rich Eisen Show is on the air. Phone lines are lit. There's a reason why, because uh, there's so much to talk about. And you know what? This is a compelling conversation we have here every single day. <laughs> True that. On the Rich Eisen Show. <laughs> we're, no, we're, 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 no, we're no chopped liver. Um, Mike Florio about to join us here on the Rich Eisen Show. Joe Manganiello, one of our favorites um, uh, on our program. Diehard Steeler fan. I can't wait to hear him, you know. And now it's going to be a dicey situation in his household. As you know, Sophia Vergara, his lovely wife in Stone Street, you know, go way back. And now it's Chiefs versus Steelers. And uh, uh, that's the modern family, I guess, right there. Rich, Joe Joe knows what's coming this weekend. Which is a Chiefs beatdown? Bloodbath. You think so? (laughs) Yeah. Okay, we'll see how that one goes. Um, that's an hour three. Your phone calls, overreaction Monday, and so much more. But uh, joining us here on the Rich Eisen Show, another one of our favorites. He kicks off uh, this NBC Sports on Peacock uh, lineup every single day. We're on after Dan Patrick, and he precedes Dan Patrick every single day with Pro Football Talk Live. And he's got a new book again coming out in the middle of March called Playmakers. You can pre-order it where all books are sold right now. Mike Florio back here on the Rich Eisen Show. How are you, Michael? Doing great, Rich. How are you? All right. Let's just jump right into it. As we know, there's always a surprise and uh, when coaches get fired, and um, today's that day where it happens with the regular season now in the books. And Brian Flores and the Dolphins is exactly that surprise. What happened there? What gives there? Well, and that is a stunner, and dysfunctional teams do dysfunctional things. Look, I take it back to the base level, and really you take it to the top of the organization. Stephen Ross, owner of the team, absentee owner, doesn't live, doesn't work in South Florida, and doesn't really have his finger on the pulse of the organization the way he should. And it's a situation that becomes rife for turf battles, internal struggles, and acrimony between coaching staff and front office. And it sure sounds like there's a lot of that there. They're putting out the word that Brian Flores wasn't masterful at relationships with people like GM Chris Greer or quarterback Tua Tonga-Vailoa. Look, when you pluck a guy off of the Bill Belichick tree, you're not getting him for relationships. You're getting him because he can win football games. And you have to accept the fact that even if these guys insist they're not the same as Belichick at some fundamental level, they are the same as Belichick because they've seen how he conducts business. And that's the problem. If you don't win early, then you need to worry about whether or not somebody is conspiring to get you out of there or the people that you're making upset because you're trying to do things in a Belichickian way are fed up and they want to move on. And I just feel like something like that has trickled into this, that Brian Flores isn't a guy who's going to play the political game. He's just trying to win football games. And meanwhile, other forces in the organization bring him down and make the case to Stephen Ross as they whisper in his ear in the luxury suite while Flores is coaching the team that this guy needs to go, that this is all his fault. I, I, I think there's plenty of blame to go around, but I think most people would say Brian Flores, given that he didn't have the, the, the best players by far 
of his peers, he's done pretty well with what he's had. So that made it very surprising. There's always more to the story behind the scenes, but I just feel like that entire setup where Ross is just a, a fly-in for the games and go back to New York type of an owner, it, it's, it's not an ideal way by far to run an NFL organization. Well, he knows enough that he says it's not about Tua uh, or Deshaun Watson. Um, and so what? How, how does the quarterback situation play into what happened and what happens next, do you think? I, I'm there? told that Flores didn't want Deshaun, that it was all one big distraction from what they were trying to do. And look at what happened when the trade deadline came and went. That's when they started winning football games because Ross wanted Deshaun. Ross wanted Joe Burrow. The Bengals wouldn't trade down from the top spot a couple of years ago. Then Ross wanted Tua. He got Tua. Then Ross wanted Deshaun, and he's going to keep pushing for Deshaun Watson. I don't see why he would change his mind. What did we see from Tua over the balance of the season that makes us think he's a potential franchise quarterback? They're desperate to get another Dan Marino or someone who is in that same category as among the best quarterbacks in football. And, and Ross barnstorms in, says what he'd like to have happen, pushes for certain things, but he's not there grinding away every single day with everyone else. So none of it surprises me. And I I really don't think this means that Tua wins and he's the guy moving forward. I still think Ross is going to push for Deshaun Watson or someone else if he thinks there's some other alternative to Tua that's out there that can help him get the Dolphins to where he wants them to be. So are you saying your best of your knowledge and and, uh, and insight into this is that Ross is a fly-in game day fly-out guy but then flies in figuratively to make such a crucial mandate as to who the quarterback is and who they're drafting? Is that it's how it's not a mandate. See, one of the privileges of being a billionaire is you never have to give orders. <laughs> you don't have to. What, you just you, There's a way you make your preferences known. And the people who are working for you who hope to continue working for you will be paying attention to what the boss likes. It's like Costanza in the calzone. When Steinbrenner wants a calzone, Costanza is getting him a calzone every single day until Steinbrenner decides he likes something else. I mean, that, that, that's, that's what most owners will do. So then they can say, oh, no, I'm not involved. I don't, I don't tell my people what to do. No, you don't tell them what to do, but you make it clear what you would like them to do, and if they're smart, they'll do it. Mm. And I guess is that why Greer stays? Because the the, the conversation of, of Tua over Herbert is one that uh, still resonates today, even though both are out of the playoffs again. You know, so well, Greer's got the cover. You know, along the lines of, hey, I you know I didn't want Tua. You're the one that wanted him, boss. Uh, I mean, it's it's always an awkward conversation to have. But <laughs> I, I'm always I'm always troubled when one goes and one stays regardless of whether it's gm goes and coach stays or coach goes and gm stays i believe there should be equal accountability in a football operation and any time one survives and one goes especially when you look at the team and say they're really not in that category of teams that we think are kind of lost their way and and need a reset Anytime one stays and one goes, it's a sign of dysfunction, it's a sign of a power struggle, and it's a sign that there are different standards of accountability being applied when everyone should be under the same mandate. We all survive and thrive or we all fail. Because if you, if you know there's a path to I can save my ass and I can blame it on someone else, what happens when adversity strikes? People start blaming someone else in order to cover their own butts. And when the owner's not there every single day, it's easier to pull that off. Mike Florio, Pro Football Talk here on the Rich Eisen Show. You just said that you don't like it when 
a general manager stays and a coach goes or vice versa. Well, as we are currently chatting uh, here uh, after 1 o'clock Eastern on the Monday after the regular season, Dave Gettleman has announced his retirement. It's official. He's out as the general manager of the Giants. But Joe Judge is still there. What can you tell us about what the Giants' plans are in this position? Ownership likes Joe Judge. And ownership would like to find a way to keep Joe Judge for a variety of reasons. Beyond the fact that they like him, they've had Ben McAdoo two years and out. He actually made it up until the last game of his second year. Then Pat Shermer, two years and out. They understand what a bad look it is for them to go three straight coaches two years and out. They want to keep Joe Judge if they can. The locker room, I'm told, is divided on Judge. And we've, we've seen the antics over the past week or so, which mm. have made no sense. It's like he was trying to talk his way out of a job with the things he said and, and the the decision he made yesterday to do the quarterback sneak on third and nine. Have and you I ever seen that, Mike? It, Mike, it's still goofy. Have you ever seen that before? I, I mean, that that's not a professional football move. That That's kind of like, you know, I'll be honest, that's Pop Warner stuff. You know what I mean? I, I don't even know what Pop Warner team would do something like that. Where you Especially just, you, in a meaningless game. It's more of a – like if you're playing for something – and it's a windy day or something like that, or, there's some, you know, or, or your punter's injured. I mean, there's, there's a set of circumstances where it makes sense to just get the ball farther away from the goal line, but it's not like they were on the one-yard line. And, and it, just, it just seems odd. When you're in a game that has no stakes whatsoever, why are you doing that? And so, yeah, I, it, it's, it was unprecedented, and it's almost like he's trying to get fired at this point. But my understanding is what the Giants hope to do is hire a GM, and let the GM make the decision on who the coach will be. But in the hiring of the GM, yeah. we'll have a pretty good idea yes. of what the GM is going to do. Right? <laughs> exactly. I don't understand. Kevin Abrams, he's keeping Joe Judge. If they bring somebody from the Patriots, he's keeping Joe Judge. If they bring somebody in who doesn't know Joe Judge from Adam, then it's probably not going to be Joe Judge. You know, these general managers show up with a short list of coaches that they would hire if right. they ever get the chance, compiled based on 20, 30 years of experience. And if Joe Judge's name isn't on that list, then you know maybe they kick the can for one year. I don't know, uh, but but it sure sounds like ownership wants to continue to, to to hide in the background and let others take the public criticism for the current state of the team. I don't know if you saw again. I I, I don't see it live, obviously, because I'm competing against them. But I did see on Twitter Michael Strahan's reaction when Glazer mentioned Abrams as the possibility of being the general manager at Joe Judge's you know, behest, and he just screamed, oh, no. That's what he said. I don't know if you saw that. You should see oh, that. I did. I did. I mean, it, so he's like, oh, no, and then basically said the Giants should just go outside the organization and start from scratch. Stray said that, which is quite something. My theory on Giants ownership is, is pretty simple. There isn't much of a difference between the Maras and the Joneses. The difference is the Joneses have no qualms about attaching their names, faces, and voices to the fact that they're making their decisions. Now, the Joneses don't have to deal with the back pages of the tabloids. I think the Maras would rather their GM, their coach, be the one that gets caricatured on the back page, mm. and they always <laughs> find a way to stay out of the fright. Now, just don't show up at any events and speak, and you won't get booed. But otherwise, the coach and the GM get the focus, and the Maras are, are – you've got John, who's a very active owner. You've got his brother, Chris, who's the head of personnel. They've got a nephew who's, in, who's involved in this. And I understand these are family businesses, but at a certain point, it's a multi-billion dollar football operation, and you need to entrust it to the professionals, not just do it because, hey, we own the team and it's fun and we think we know what we're doing. Look at what's happened. Ten years for the Giants. One playoff appearance, no postseason wins since Super Bowl 46. I'm amazed in hindsight 
that they won Super Bowl 42 and Super Bowl 46, given the way the team has been run over the past decade. Mike Florio, Pro Football Talk here on the Rich Eisen Show. I'll give you a choice here, Mike. Here's a little sports talk radio conversation for you. So you got in Denver, you got a situation where a general manager's there and there's no quarterback of the future unless you really believe in Drew Locke, you could turn something around. In Minnesota, you got no general manager at all. Um, and you've got a quarterback who's got an, you know, who's paid like he's Garrett Cole, but only one more year left on that contract, and he really hasn't won very much. And then you got Chicago, where you got your your future quarterback already drafted, and ownership expecting you to turn whatever's right there into gold. If you consider, you know, um, Justin Fields' straw, which is the best job, do you think, for a coach in the NFL, Mike Florio? Well, they're all open for a reason. So none of them are great at this point. And Denver's ownership might change, too. Well, How about that? Denver, ownership will change. It will change. I'll be shocked at this point if ownership remains in the Bolin family. I think the team's going to get sold. Now, George Payton is entrenched, but how entrenched are you if new owner comes in and says, oh, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm a multi-billionaire, I'll, I'll write your buyout, and, and uh, here's your check, and we'll go get somebody else. Um, in, in Chicago, I want to know what Ted Phillips' role is going forward. Is he still in charge of the football operation? He's been the president since 1999. They have three uh, postseason victories in 22 years of Ted Phillips being in charge of the football operation. So is he going to be neutralized? Is there somebody else there? In Minnesota, I'd be more comfortable if the Wilfs were not absentee owners like Stephen Ross, but they have first-class stadium, first-class practice facility, commitment to spending money. It's just a matter of them getting the right people in place. And without ownership there, I think they need a strong person who runs the team day in and day out and acts like the surrogate owner. I'm not saying it should be a former coach because coaches are good at coaching. They're not very good at being anything but coaches. But they need somebody to run that building, whether it's the GM, whether it's the VP of football operations, and be that presence every day. But they've been – I mean, look, Rick Spielman was there 16 years. Mike Zimmer was there eight years. Even though they're not showing up every day at the facility, they let their guys do their thing. And so of those three, uh, t- to me, when you consider all factors, I'd say that it's got the potential. Because Kirk Cousins, you can unload him on somebody. Somebody, somebody will take him on. I, I don't know whether you have to pay part of the salary or, or do whatever, but it's only $35 million. The market's now $45 million, and hmm. maybe you find so – I, I don't know. I don't know. I really don't know who you find. Uh, to take Cousins for one more year. And I know Cousins wants to stay in Minnesota, but, but he's got real limitations. He'll generate some great stats, but when the play that's called falls apart, he, he can't improvise. And, and that, that usually ends up being the ceiling on what that offense can do. But you, already, you also have Jefferson there and Cook, so which one would you choose, Mike? I know. Uh, oh, I'd, right now the Minnesota job would be the top for me. Huh? I'd go Minnesota, then Denver, then Chicago. Because Chicago, as long as Ted Phillips is there, I, I don't want anything to do with Chicago. How about that? And so what about um, a couple more minutes left with Mike Florio? Did uh, Rich Bisaccia save his and maybe Mayock's job? Because if I'm Mark Davis, I'm looking around <clears throat> this beautiful stadium there in Vegas, you know, with uh, Madden's, uh, you know, wife just lit the figurative lamp there and the place is going nuts, right? And and it's Las Vegas, Nevada, and I've got the hottest game in town and they just won a playoff game. And my guy's pushing buttons like Bisaccia and Mayock's, you know, draft choices. Some of them are just stellar. Jacobs, you know, Crosby, Renfro. Um, what do you think? Do you stick with it? 
Golick and I were talking about this earlier, and he made a great point. Sometimes the answer is right in front of your face. And when you consider the impact that their achievement of a playoff berth after everything they went through, yeah. the departure of John Gruden, the Henry Ruggs tragedy, the ups, the downs, the highs, the lows, the blowout loss to the Chiefs that was the low watermark, and then they win four in a row, and they fight and scratch and claw, and they face an unprecedented situation. Literally unprecedented. Yes. I know we like to overhype things because it's what we do. I think the passage of time will make what happened last night seem bigger, not lesser. I agree. To have three teams' fate tied to one game, one ten-minute overtime period, and all the machinations and all the possibilities of what could be done. And I, I, I don't know how you, after what's happened to get to the playoffs, regardless of whether or not they beat the Bengals on Saturday, I don't know how – you don't make Rich Bisaccia the coach now. And I've come a long way in 24 hours, but you mentioned the Vikings and the whole Kirk Cousins thing. I think back to what the Vikings did in 2017. Sam Bradford gets hurt. Case Keenum comes in. They go 13-3. and They get to the brink of the Super Bowl, and then they throw Case Keenum out the door, and they pay all that money to Kirk Cousins. He goes to the playoffs once in four years. Like Golick said, sometimes the answer is staring you in the face. I thought at the time the Vikings should have kept Keenum. I think the Raiders should keep Bisaccia. And, you know, if it doesn't work, then you'll know that in a couple of years. But how do you turn your back on, on this lightning in a bottle that they've engineered in Las Vegas? I, you, you can't. You can't. And whoever comes in to try to follow that act is going to be operating with one hand tied behind his back because everybody's going to be saying, well, they should have just kept Passaccia if the new coach has any struggles whatsoever. Well, it looks like that new coach, if it would be, would be, uh, would be Harbaugh, would be my college coach, right? Who, who by the way... His defensive coordinator in those championship years in San Francisco and in Stanford just got fired by Denver. So, you know, maybe that's what Mark Davis is thinking about. I, I, I don't know. They, look, the, the buzz Rich had been building and it was getting stronger and stronger. Jim Harbaugh to the Raiders, Jim Harbaugh to the Raiders. Now what I'm hearing is that he's, he's playing the game. And, and, and God bless him. When you get leverage – Whatever profession you're in, yep. go out and use it. Swing Give it. your money. He cut his salary in half last year when things weren't going well. Now things are going well. There's NFL interest. Take that and turn it into a better contract. When you perform, you get paid. And I won't be surprised if he ends up with a new contract and staying put at Michigan, especially since it's going to be very difficult now to follow Rich Passaccia into the, uh, the, the Raiders coaching job. And, and I, you know, I don't know, would the Bears – be interested? Yeah. Would any of these teams be interested? Why wouldn't you be? He was 44-19-1 right. in four years with the 49ers. But uh, um, it's, it's definitely something that, that folks need to seriously consider. He can be a tough guy to get along with. But you know what? Most successful coaches are tough guys to get along with. Mike, thanks for the time. Really appreciate it, as always. Let's, uh, let's stay in touch. You know I'll be always reaching out to you. Thanks again. Anytime, Rich. Take care. You got it. That's Mike Florio. Catches shows here on NBC Sports on Peacock and follow him at Pro Football Talk. I follow him. You should as well. Your phone calls, you have a, I don't know how many overreaction Mondays you have, but there's got to be tons of them. There's got to be tons of them. I got a lot. It was tough narrowing them down. All right, so that's coming up next and then more of the phone calls. This is the Rich Eisen Show. It's that time of year, people. Spring has sprung, and that means spring cleaning, or at least 
The partner in your life is demanding that you do it. Whether that means stocking up on cleaning supplies or swapping out your winter clothes for new spring clothes, make sure you're using Ibotta and get real cash back with every purchase. Ibotta is a free app that gives you the most cash back every time you shop on hundreds of items from groceries to beauty supplies to toys. The average Ibotta user earns $256 per year. That could cover the cost of an entire shopping trip, that flight you've been eyeing, or the fancy dinner you've been craving. Join the over 50 million users and earn cash back every time you shop from over 2,700 brands and retailers. And right now, Ibotta is offering our listeners $5 for just trying Ibotta by using the code Eisen when you register. Just go to the App Store or Google Play Store and download the free Ibotta app to start earning cash back and use my code E-I-S-E-N. That's I-B-O-T-T-A in the Google Play or App Store and use my code Eisen. Let's talk O'Reilly Auto Parts, people, or as you might know from their jingle, O-O-O-O'Reilly Auto Parts. They're in the business of keeping your car on the road. O'Reilly Auto Parts offers friendly, helpful service and the parts knowledge you need for all your maintenance and repairs because you know when you need your car fixed, you need somebody who knows what they're talking about and is helpful, has a smile on their face, and gets you back on the road. They've got thousands of parts and accessories in stock, either in-store or online, so you never have to worry if you're in a jam. The team at O'Reilly Auto Parts can test your battery for free in or out of your car. If it needs to be replaced, they'll help you just find the right battery for your vehicle. Need your windshield wipers replaced, a brake light fix, or a quick service? They'll help you find the right part or point you to the nearest local repair shop for help. Whether you're a car aficionado or an auto novice, you will find the employees at O'Reilly Auto Parts knowledgeable, helpful, and the best of all, friendly. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today or visit us at O'ReillyAuto.com slash Eisen. That's O'ReillyAuto.com slash Eisen. Back here on our terrestrial radio outfit, along with Peacock and Sirius XM Channel 85. Let's go to the phone lines. Um, let's go to some of our favorites. Jeff in Detroit was first in. Jeffrey, your team was fascinating. I mean, I've never seen a team play their asses off when there's supposedly nothing left to play for and all and it was all set up it was all set up with the Jaguars beating the Colts all they had to do was just lose to Green Bay like everyone figured they would and they'd have the first overall pick but not Dan Campbell's Lions sir this has been fun you know first of all what did TJ say Tom trickery I think is the word he used at the beginning of the broadcast Tom trickery they yes went, they went into their deep in their bag they were flea flicking and f- flicking fleas out there Jeff Oh, my God, listen, and I'm going to tell you, I think it was uh, a, a relative of Amon Ra St. Brown. How great is was he? Up front, and it's a picture of him. He has a Detroit Lions jersey on. Well, I think it was the Lions middle, and it had uh, Green Bay. That was his dad. Because he has a son that plays for, yeah. you know, uh, Green Bay. And when I tell you, just uh, the whole scene at Ford Field was something else. Uh, it, 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 it worries me because I think all we need is a quarterback. Uh, and hear me out. You think it like this. You go, go to war for dead. You know, you, you'll do anything you can. And the city loves him. But the fact that the longest play on offense, 75 yards, was thrown by a wide receiver. Come on, man. <laughs> it hey. makes you wonder for next year. But, you know, I'm, I'm hoping that everything, you know, works out. 
I just want to make a couple other points. First of all, I want to tell you I'm real sorry for the passing of your friend because whenever he was on, I never listened to him as a guest when he was on your show. It was more of two homeboys bantering back and forth, and he was just classic. I honestly became more of a fan of Bob Saget listening to your show you. and listening to your interactions with them. And I, you know what I'm saying? You kind of started to get it. Uh, real quick, Jim Harbaugh, you know, I got sources. And people have been telling me that uh, Chicago has been kind of telling him, listen, man, you're only three hours away from home because, you know, being right in Ann Arbor off 94, it's a straight shot to Illinois, man. So, you know, I, I honestly believe that he might be leaning that way, if anything, because, you know, he loves his family. And can Eric the enemy get a job? Do you guys know of any other offensive coordinator that has a better record and I'm just a coordinator the enemy. And, and I know, I'm just man. Wondering why this guy hasn't gotten a job. I don't. I don't know. Thank you for the call. I have no right, idea. Jeff. I have no idea. I have no idea. Because everybody wants a piece of what Andy Reid's cooking up. That's what the Bears did. They they took Mac Nagy. They should have taken Eric Bieniemy. Because Marshall Falk will tell you that guy will. He he he's got like the Bill O'Brien thing that you talked about going in Brady's face and how that actually yeah. helped. O'Brien's pedigree, if you will. Yeah, I mean, the enemy will go right at you. Uh, I, I, I don't get that one. Here's the thing about Harbaugh, Jim Harbaugh, my guy. And I can't believe I'm saying this stuff because I don't want him to leave. <laughs> I don't want him to leave. Things are going. These are things are just going the best they've ever gone with him at at Michigan. I don't want him going. Just, just hold all these thoughts. Hold on a second. Just hold. No, 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 Just let me, just let me get this out. Let me get this out, and then I'll. I have a thing. I know. I'll revisit it. Don't worry about it, dude. I grew, I grew up in New York City. I heard Mike Francesa make the same point on a talk sports talk radio show six times within his a sixty second segment, and then do it nine more times three minutes later, and he's one of the most successful on it. Don't worry, I'll, I'll, I'll hit it for you. I won't I, disparage the Pope, but, I mean, come on. I just want to say this right now about Harbaugh, okay? just want to say this about Jim Harbaugh, because I don't want him to go. Best it's ever been with him there, and it's going up. But one of the things that was so beneficial of him coming to Michigan is what would be beneficial of him going to the Bears. When, Because you remember... Chris, you were here front row seat. So were you, Mike. I was pounding the table in the first few months of the history of this show, seven plus years ago. It's right around now, as a matter of fact, right? Uh, December of like, December. Yeah, yeah, it was yeah, December. Yeah. When I just, you know, kept on saying, come home, we need you, we need you, we need you. The Bears, to hire somebody from the Ditka years, and I know it's not the championship Ditka years, but the guy who would just tell Ditka, go F off, man. <laughs> you know? The guy would go, you know, chest to chest with a Hurricane Ditka, right? <laughs> he knows what the Bears organization is, and he knows what the essence of what the fans want. He 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 lived it. He he didn't unfortunately live up to it in terms of getting a championship there. He had more successful years with the Colts as captain comeback, right? But he knows. More than Nagy ever could figure it out or understand it or be associated with it. He knows. 
So I think that's what the Bears organization kind of needs for a fan base that was four years of what was that? And what was that before that? And when are we going to get back to what we need? And Lovey Smith was as close as it came when he took the job. He's like, we're going to beat Green Bay's ass. I'm clearly paraphrasing. <laughs> but that's, that's why I think Harbaugh's a fit there if he wants it and if the Bears want it. I mean, the guy – Almost won. He, the guy won an NFC championship, you know? So, but he also knows what's what in that market. And I think the fans would respond in a way that other hires might not elicit that response. But stay where you are, Jim. <laughs> All that being said. <laughs> Did I curb stomp your, uh, your, your, um... oh, he's not looking at me. He's so upset with me right now. <laughs> I'm sorry, Chris. This is when I say just wait, just trust me to wait. No, I got it. I, I, it's not that I don't trust you. It's just that I just wanted to say that outside of your uh, your world. But I'll say it again. No, I'm going to skip it. Oh no! No, you can't skip what it. What you now. said that that, that the, bears, for the bears are the best spot for Harbaugh? Oh, okay. Guess we'll never know. <laughs> <laughs> he told me. Thanks. Uh, Come right. on, man! Don't leave me hanging. He's no. overreacting right now. Which is <laughs> on the Monday. Yes, <laughs> it's perfect. It is Monday. Someone's got a case of the Monday. Hit it! Hit it! <laughs> Monday. Monday. That was crap. That was garbage. This place sucks. Overreaction. Monday's Monday. Monday. All right, Christopher, what do you have over there, sir? All right, I want to start with Brian Staley, Brandon Staley, and I'm going to say his overzealous fourth down calls this season cost the Chargers a playoff That spot. is not an overreaction like, come on, bro. at all. We like you. Don't do dumb things on but, the football field. But as he told you this week... And uh, when he was on last week, pardon me, last Tuesday, he pointed out they won a game in Kansas City because he did stuff like that. But 18, your own 18-yard line, he said it was it would have been a, a, a drive starter, a nice drive starter. Let's start the drive on the next one after a punt. <laughs> you know, I think you had a three and out with your defense. Like, let's let's do that. I mean, the tenor kind of changed after that. You gifted him three. I mean. And then, and then you went three and out, and they went all the way down the field. It changed. Those 10 points changed. I mean, it changed. Obviously, they, they came all the way back. It changed the whole game. They have a remarkably talented quarterback and a very resilient team. And Staley's a smart guy. But I, I will just at this point in time with the 2020 perfect crystal clear hindsight say that that is, a, uh, that is not an overreaction right there, Chris. So what else you got over there? All right. The Dolphins made a big mistake firing Brian Flores. I don't know what was going on in that building. I just simply don't know what was going on in that building at all. And and I know Florio called Stephen Ross sort of a uh, an absentee owner who kind of flies or a helicopter owner or a private jet owner who flies in and flies out. But he had to have heard – I mean – and I know people think he's a terrible owner of this team or he's not a very good sports owner, but guy knows business well enough that his name's everywhere on my uh, my college campus, one of the top business schools in the nation. He's not a football team. I, right? I know that, and it's a different business that he has had a, a struggle getting wins for. I just don't know enough about what was going on in that building to say it's an overreaction, but to take somebody who clearly has a sense of his team and clearly had an ability to keep selling something when it was tough. You're, I mean, you were selling ice in winter to a team, say, hang in there. Yeah. 
when you're one and seven and they they finished above 500 a winning they went one and seven finished with an above 500 record Crazy. and swept the Patriots like good luck finding a coach <laughs> that knows how to sweep the Patriots that's what you got to do in your division so it seems like that's that's makes sense they made a big mistake firing him but I just don't know the the details of inside the building what else you got over there all right the biggest choke job of Sunday season long the Colts Carson Wentz gamble was a massive failure I don't know if it's a failure yet you can't say that. Let's see what he does next year. Let's see what he does next year. And make the playoffs. Let's see what he does next year. All they had to do was beat a two-win team let's, playing for let's nothing. See let's see what we got. They fired I mean, their head coach. A first and a third. They could have gotten <laughs> the same results if they didn't have Carson Wentz. So. Again, I was in a firing mood. I wanted everybody fired. I know fired. that. Staley <laughs> fired. Frank <laughs> Wright fired. This is one of the he biggest choke jobs. Mike, you sorry, I wanted you fired. Biggest flops. That I can remember. Well, yeah, yeah, but at least they also decade. they started out zero and three, one and four, and then finished zero and two, and in between was one of the best teams in football. So what are you with a terrific running back where they weren't turning it over and they had a stout defense? That's what you need to win. It was just the bookends were just kind of. And awful. you know what the problem was? The quarterback. Quarterback didn't throw an interception on the road all year until the final week. And by the way, the last quarter, every other quarterback since Andrew Luck has lost in there, in Jacksonville. I know, yeah, I'm, I'm not ready to just toss it yet, but it was a tremendously disappointing finish to the season. And, you know, the thing I love about Overreaction Monday before we continue on here is how you get upset when I don't agree <laughs> no, with no, it. No, 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 <laughs> Meaning you're overreacting to everything. Like these are all your no, no, beliefs. He believes them all. As opposed to setting up like saying, I don't really believe this, but I know this is what's being said. Like you take offense when I don't agree ah, with it. Well, he's writing the segment, of course. I know, I, know, I understand that. No, but the idea is to set things up where well, I'll no, agree I with really some and I don't want to agree with it. It's not, it's not, it's not a good segment <laughs> if I agree with all of them. Right? True. Right, right, right. What else do you have over no, there? No, I need you to disagree with me. I just things. felt the need to just pause no, no, you're right, about you're how right. the sausage is getting made here. <laughs> now we go back to our regularly scheduled right. segment. Chris, right. what do you have over there? All right. The obituary for Jimmy Garoppolo has been written so many times. Yes. And I hate it. The Niners are the most dangerous road team in the NFC playoffs. That's a fact. That's true. Stand up. This team is good. Dude, I'm telling you. And you know what they're going to do this weekend? <laughs> We're going to beat the Cowboys. I mean, come on. I I don't think that's an overreaction at all. And I think you, sir, over there, TJ Jefferson, mm-hmm. Cowboys fans are like, you know, it's a three seed. It's great they weren't the four seed. And you didn't want to see Arizona again because you saw what happened two weeks ago. But I'd rather take on Arizona minus DeAndre Hopkins than the 49ers coming in with the old head of steam and the house money being on the table. I'll tell you this. The Rams losing that game yesterday didn't cost them a home playoff spot. It cost them two spots in the seeding, though. And if they had stayed put at the two seed, they would have avoided a trip to Green Bay, which we're assuming you're going to have to take to make the Super Bowl this year. They would have they would have pushed that off all the way to the last possible minute in NFC Championship game appearance as the two seed. Now a win might just send them there, unless the Niners win 
against the Dallas Cowboys, and they're the ones who go there because we're assuming the Eagles aren't going to beat the Bucks. So put it all together. If the Niners beat the Cowboys and then somehow knock out the Green Bay Packers because they are what we believe the toughest road team right now, the Rams had a chance to just kill them off right there and couldn't do it. The rest of the NFC would much rather see a Saints team with a terrific defense and a great head coach and that banged-up quarterback situation. They'd much rather see them in the playoffs than this Niner team. That's a fact. What else you got over there? You know, Florio kind of stepped on this one a little bit, but we're still going with it. Go for it. The rumors are hot right now, but Jim Harbaugh is going to stay at Michigan. Um, I, I, I don't know the answer to that right now, but that is a terrific uh, supposition that I will say is I hope a a a a proper reaction. Because I think the spot that he wants to go is where is, is Las Vegas. Vegas. But they're going to win this weekend, so they can't fire uh, the pit boss after that. that. I don't know about that. I have no idea. Anybody wants to sit here and say they know what Mark Davis is thinking? Good luck. Just yeah. don't. Just don't That's go down. True. Don't go down the street with that to some casino. <laughs> you know, um, I, I I don't know because um, he does love it there, and he's got a great situation there. Obviously, in terms of his living, in his terms of being there, that's what we all assume. Yeah. But I hope you're right, man. Because <laughs> I, 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 I'd rather stay this course right now, brother. Everyone stay wants him to zig, just zag and stay one more year. One more year? Keep going. Sign him long term. Take all that money. And by the way, you know who's probably going to be giving it to the Alumni Association, too, is the owner in Miami says he doesn't want him taken away. Yeah, probably. What else, Chris? All right, two more. You know, the more and more I think about it, Cooper Cup should be MVP, but if he doesn't win MVP, then a non-quarterback will never ever win it again. Yeah, it's it's. Uh, I, I I I I don't like the word never, but he's had what he was so incredible. I mean, there was that game that 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 drive where he he capped off with his touchdown. Yeah, it was unbelievable. And the NFL on Fox crew with Buck and Aikman and the rest had a great montage of a big third down catch that he made, a huge block that he made to open a hole for Sony Michelle to set up the, the throw to him in the end zone. That's MVP stuff. Nails catch when you need it to continue a drive. Yeah. Doing the extra dirty work. Aikman called him the best blocking receiver in the league. Where would they be without this guy? Probably not in the playoffs. Certainly not having a home playoff game, that's for sure. Got one more over there, Yeah, Chris? that looked, that that actually looked a little bit better but before they blew the game, but I still stand by it. All right, last one, guys. Super Bowl favorite is... Green Bay? I have no idea. Shrug emoji. Oh, no, uh, no, It's no. the most wide-open tournament we've ever had. No, it's, it's not Green no, Bay. No, no, no. It's the guy on the screen right what? now. What? No. No. It's 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 the Green Bay Packers. They're the Most Super Bowl wide favorites. open wide open tournament. Ever. I think I, I think you you A might be right. Anybody could beat anybody. No, I, and I understand that. But the favorite, the, the favorite is Green Bay. They're the one seed. Aaron Rodgers might be the MVP. Devontae Adams and Aaron Rodgers are one of the best quarterback wide receiver combinations out there. We've got our first our guest tomorrow, David Bakhtiari. He's back. It looks like Zadarius Smith is going to be back. Jair Alexander is going to be back. They're getting healthier. Normally, this is where you need that bye week to get healthy. They're getting, they're getting healthier without it. 
you know, Rodgers is out of Fs to give. The defense is terrific. The offense is terrific. They've got home field throughout. Old man winners on their side. They should make the Super Bowl and win it. Did the Buccaneers get worse? Yeah. I mean, that's what I was going to say. Yes, they did. Chris Godwin's out. Antonio Brown has strip-sacked himself. Mm. Fournette's coming back. Are you sure about that? I don't know. Maybe. I don't know, guys. Tom Brady's still. I mean, uh, you have Mike Evans and, and oh, Tom I'm not Brady. Jumping and, off I mean, the Bucks. I'm just I, saying. You're saying like, what is it? Who's the favorite? Who's the favorite? Is it anybody? Like, I don't know. I mean, no, anybody. It's Green it's Bay. Truck. It's truck. I don't know who the favorite is. Green Bay, right. Tampa Bay. I'm sorry, I don't agree with you. Come on. Oh. He overreacts we when I don't react properly. <laughs> are we going to have to? Are we going to have to split screen this show now? No, you, we're good. Let's take a break. 844-204-RICH. More of your calls right here on the Rich Eisen Show. Very fascinating Monday program, to say the least. Let's talk sleep number, people, because quality sleep is so essential. That's why the sleep number smart bed is dissolved for your ever-evolving sleep needs. And the same thing for your partner. So you can choose what's right for each of you whenever you like. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Quiets your snores or your partner's? Sleep Number does that. My Sleep Number setting is 60. My wife's is 70. Ten numbers apart, but it truly is the world of difference. The Sleep Number sleep that you get is unbelievable. You will love it. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now you could save 50%. That's 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Let's talk game time. Boy, do we love using game time tickets at the Rich Eisen Show. And every single time I've been watching the basketball playoffs on TV, I've been wondering what it would be like to be at these games. And when you choose your tickets on game time, you can see the view from your seat where the court is, where you are in relation to it. And then the all-in prices, that's my favorite feature. The all-in prices makes sure that you see the lowest price guarantee and also know exactly how much everything costs costs all in before you purchase so all the guesswork is removed when you buy playoff tickets with game time download the game time app create an account and use my code rich for twenty dollars off your first purchase terms apply visit gametime.co for restrictions again create an account redeem my code r-i-c-h for twenty dollars off your first purchase download game time today last minute tickets lowest price guaranteed Nathan in L.A., you're here on the Rich Eisen Show. What's up, Nathan? How are you, Rich? How are you, Rich? It's great to talk, and thank you for taking my call. Yes. So I am one of those pounding the table for Richard Versace, number one, as coach of the year. I I was going to go with Mike Brabel because he carried a team without their best player to the number one seed. But Versace, for what he did for this team, I don't think you could go with anyone else, in my opinion. And I'm going to throw this out real quickly, and you can answer it next hour. I'm going to throw out my take on the just kind of first blush reaction to the coaches' openings. If I were to rank them, yes, I would take the Raiders out because I actually think Passaccia can and should stay. But first blush, I would go Dolphins, Vikings, Bears, Jaguars, Broncos, 
and that's based on playoff readiness combined. And then after that, uh, Fields between Fields and, and uh, Lawrence, Fields mm. has a more of a team around him to build around more a little more quickly. I don't know. We'll have to that's see, man. And again, again it depends on who's their general manager or not. I mean, I, I it, we, we haven't gotten full pictures yet, and the Giants' job could be open. Thank you for the call. Well, if that happens, I mean, I don't, know. I don't want to rant on the Giants, but I'll just say this. Where, first of all, Jimmy G, could he go if Russell doesn't? Oh, well, you know, look, the, the and, then, and again, these are all, and thank Ooh. you for the call. I appreciate that. I, I, I don't know what the Niners are going to do with Jimmy G. I don't know what they're going to do with him, man. There's so much. I, again, oh, and, and I, I really... Crapping on the Jacksonville job. The Jacksonville job, and everyone, don't crap on that one, man. It was still a great job when Urban took it, and he just screwed it up in the worst way ever. Yeah. In the worst way ever. Just think about how badly he screwed that one up. You see Daryl Bevel today said a lot went on here, and it was the most trying year of his life, and Jacksonville's invited him to – interview for the job and good for them because he he deserves combat pay (laughs) living there this year don't sleep on a jacksonville gig man trevor lawrence look good yes yes he did (laughs) tj look good yes he did so don't sleep on all of that man Somebody who loves Trevor Lawrence is Joe Manganiello and all the Steeler faithful. He'll join us in a second. This is the Rich Eisen Show.